This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Remain blessed as you listen. Amen. So good to see us this morning. Such a beautiful day. We give God praise for the gift of another day. It's a great privilege to be alive. And we give God praise. Amen. So hopefully today we'll be concluding on our topic, the church in the Old Testament. And I'm praying that all my students will come so that they can contribute. <laughs> I'm supposed to do a quick recap of uh, what we've been talking about. And then we we conclude on the topic today. I actually wanted uh, people to come and tell us the things they've been learning. We've looked at uh, some evidence of the fact that we, we have the church in the Old Testament. We've been able to establish that, that there was church in the Old Testament. And there's really uh, nothing new. Like, church is not something that just came up. It has always been in the plan of God. God has always had us in plan. It's not like an afterthought. Like, okay, because this happened, let me just come up with this plan B. It's not plan B. God has always had us in mind. Uh, we started with uh, talking about the word, the English word church, which we can't see the English word physically church in the Old Testament until it was translated to Greek before we found the word church in the Old Testament. And that word is ka'al, which means the, the chosen one, the called out one in the Greek translation. Okay, we, we looked at the different, uh, what's it called? The prophecies, the line of evidence that we have to actually uh, further establish the fact that church has always been in the Old Testament. And uh, last week we looked at some of the terms, some of the terms that were used in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament that actually speak about the same thing, the church. We looked at the different terms, and we dwelt a lot on the fact that uh, the church is the bride or the wife of, of God. Uh, we looked at the different names, God's inheritance. The, the church is God's flock, a house, a light, God's witness, and all of those terms and the different biblical references that we have. <clears throat> to establish those facts. So today, we're also going to be looking at the second line of evidence, the Old Testament prophet. I'm on page 10, page 10. The second line of evidence, the Old Testament prophet foretold of those things that will become realities in the New Testament church. We can see in the scripture those prophecies that have gone ahead you know, in time past, about what we have experienced now and what we're currently experiencing. And we're going to be dwelling on that line of evidence. Where, like I said, the first line of evidence we, we looked at is the concept of the called out ones. That was the first line of evidence. And we were able to fully establish that, that we had that in the Old Testament. So today... Uh, we're going to be focusing on those Old Testament prophets who foretold those things that will become realities in the New Testament church. So A says, it is clear that while the Old Testament prophets did not fully understand their own prophecies, they did understand that they were for a later people, which is us, a later people, so that's the blank there, and a later time. They knew that 
most of those things that they, they were talking about were actually for a later people. Can somebody read First Peter? Can we have, we can have it on the screen. First Peter 1, verse 10 to 12. First Peter chapter 1, from verse 10 to 12. And inquired about the future way of salvation, seeking to find out what person or what time the Spirit of Christ within was indicating as he foretold the sufferings of Christ and the glories destined to follow. Verse 12. It was revealed to them that their services, their prophecies regarding grace were not meant for themselves and their time, but for you. In, this time, in these things, the death, resurrection, and glorification of Jesus Christ, which have now been told to you by those who preach the gospel, uh, gospel to you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, who was sent from heaven, into these things even the angels long to look. Mm. Into these things even the angels long to look. You know, those prophecies, they knew that it wasn't for, for their own time. But if you ask me, and if you ask them, then they would really, really love to see those things come to pass, to see those words come to pass, because they were really great things, they were beautiful things that were foretold about this age, the current things we are experiencing. You know, I don't know if it has happened to you before. When you are looking at the things that happened in the Old Testament, I think the children came some times ago, and they were talking about the different sacrifices that they were uh, expected to make, sin offering, peace offering, the different kinds of offering. And then to come to uh, think about the fact that, imagine those people were told, like, a time is going to come that, you will not have to give all of these sacrifices. You will not have to be the one to kill one uh, animal for the remission of your sin. There is going to be the Son of God coming in the uh, form of human. Even us, you know, sometimes I'm like, I wish I, I met Jesus. Like, you understand? But the truth is that you have met Jesus. Because we, as our representatives of Jesus, we're actually supposed to be Jesus to every people that have encounters with us. I remember uh, a story that somebody was talking that uh, they went to a village and they were talking about Jesus, explaining the things that Jesus has done, the kind of person that Jesus is. And somebody said, I know Jesus. He's been in this uh, village. He stayed here. And I really, Jesus, like in this village. The, the person said, all of these uh, qualities, all of these things you are saying, there was actually somebody that lived in this uh, village and exhibited all of those things. That is the same way God wants it to be. That people are meeting Jesus every day. People are having encounters with you. And they are like, like people like this still exist on this planet. You understand? People can be this considerate. People can be this helpful. People can be this kind, you know. People can, can love like this. Because the summation of it all is that we actually love the way the Father has actually shown us the example of love, that we go about our everyday life exhibiting the love of Christ, the way God has showed us, just the same way you teach in class, in school, you know, when they want to give you exercise, you first do example. They give you example, like, okay, if you want to solve this math, this is the way. Nobody teaches you anything without giving you example. So after they give you example, they now give you classwork. Like, okay, so let's go ahead and do the classwork. So we're doing the classwork every day. God has given us the example. This is the way to love. He has shown us. Not because we were perfect. Not because we deserve it. You know, because as human beings, it's easy for us to love people who are kind, who are good. People who are loving. It's very easy to love them back. People who respect you. It's very easy to, to treat them well. But when you have people who disregard you, who disrespect you, people you show love to and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's very difficult to love those kind of people. And that is what God has shown. Those people that are difficult, people that they don't even know God, it doesn't look like they even send you. You still have to love them like that. That is the assignment. That is what we have. It's our classwork. God has given us an example in Jesus. 
Now we're doing classwork every day of our lives. Let's move on. B says, Jesus said that the prophets would have loved to have seen and heard the things that were happening in our day. That's uh, Matthew 13. Can we have Matthew 13, 16 to 17? Matthew 13, 16 to... Somebody should read for us. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, 16 to 17. Amen. Amen. For blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Thank you, sir. And that's the truth. In our age, you know those times, this Holy Spirit comes on people and it leaves. Maybe they have special assignments and all of that. Imagine those prophets being told that a time will come that there's somebody called Debbie, there's somebody called Tokwe, that gives their lives to Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives in them. Full time, 24 hours. No off time, no break time. 2, 4, 7. They'll be like, I want to be in that age. <laughs> like, I want to exist in that age. That is our reality. The pro- you know, they long to actually see what we're seeing, what we're experiencing. That somebody can just wake up someday, you've given your life to Christ, you pray for the sick, you lay hands on the sick, and they recover. Ah, ah. I am not a, you know, th- th- that was exactly the same way I felt when I first joined this church uh, in 2015. I think uh, we came and we, they were praying. The church was praying for us as first time, and I think we stood up. Maybe, I think it was School of the Holy I can't remember that meeting. But we stood, that time we used to stand up and people would be giving us words of, uh, knowledge, words of uh, encouragement. And people were giving words, accurate words. I'm like, ah. you know, people that don't even look like they were looking spiritual. I will be giving you words. I'm like, ah. ah. It, for, for us, my husband and I, it was strange. Until that in some churches, it's strange. We were like, ah. even we got to where that, even that person gave us a word. Even that person. <laughs> we were just talking like, ah. Everybody can just give words. And at a time when Pastor taught us about uh, giving words of knowledge, he broke it down. And we did an uh, uh, activation session, and people were giving words of knowledge. It was strange because where we're coming from is big, as in big minister of God that gives word of knowledge. But it is actually in the domain of everyday believers, in the marketplace. You're selling in the market. Your, your uh, fellow uh, seller in the market, oh, my staff, this challenge, this, this, this. you owe the person as you are able to pray. You are giving them words of wisdom. I think you should do this, do this, do this. And they do it and they get the results. That is the domain of believers every day. You know, those prophets, they were like, I, I, I want to see this. They would desire to see it, what we are currently experiencing. Our current reality. They didn't have it in those times. They talked about it, they prophesied about it, but they did not actually experience it. But we are experiencing it today. Let's move ahead. Okay, I hope we got that blank in that one that says, in our day. That's a blank in B. The next one says, think about the following. Think about the following. One, Moses would have loved to see and experience the true Passover. We will agree with that. We already talked about what they experienced as Passover then in the Old Testament and what is Passover to us now in the New Testament. Two says, Isaiah and Joel would love to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Very true. Imagine the day of Pentecost. Everybody was blasting in tongues. Brainy. You know, even people that experience it physically, that they were like, ah, ah, what is happening here? What's going on? These people are speaking in our language. They are hearing the people declaring the great works of God. Different people. And some were like, ah, it's like these people are drunk. <laughs> you understand? And that day, over 3,000 people gave their lives, like, about 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. 
Because it's strange that in their lifetime they can see that people are being filled with the Holy Spirit. Isaiah would love to see that. Uh, the next one says uh, Elijah and Elisha would have enjoyed the ministry of Christ and the early apostle in signs and wonders. So that blank there is signs and wonders. Elijah and Elisha would have enjoyed the ministry of Christ. Same thing. When I was looking at him, I was like, maybe they have met somewhere with Pastor Richard because it's a similar teaching. And I believe that <laughs> there was that flow and that connection. So immediately he said that we should hold the hands of each other and that's what we normally do. And then just pray shortly and then give him some, some words. And I just casually did that because I was trained to just believe and say, not even having a fear of making a mistake. So I did that. And then later on, after all the congregation of over 1,000, so the man now said, the pastor now said, okay, uh, the people that receive accurate, this thing should come and testify. So this guy ran. Ron, he ran, oh, he ran, he now just, yes. he was also shivering. And he was talking with fear that what I told him, and I was, and fear also catch me. You understand? <laughs> I was like, how, how did it happen? You understand? Is it me? I was so amazed. You understand? So that also connects to that thing that you have said in reality. Honestly, there's a lot of value that uh, we have, and Maybe we didn't uh, so much value it and we take it as casual. I remember uh, last, in your last, uh, last session, um, there was this text that we read about Simeon and Anna. And I went home to read it again and again. And then it dawned on me that among all the multiple of people that were there, why is it that Simeon and Anna, I, I, in those days, they were not believing like ordinary Pharisees of all of those things because they have and inside that they are the way to see the salvation of the Lord. And then their attitude and everything is different. I believe that they will not hold on to the normal tradition and all of that. And they were fulfilled and satisfied. So many a times when I study the scriptures, even as at this point, there are a lot of mysteries that is locked even within the mm -hmm. New Testament. So, but if we are not very careful, we will follow the multitude, we will follow uh, maybe a normal, acceptable norm, and we feel that this is how it is. But truly, God really wants us to hold on to the reality that it is. So truly, there's a lot of value in this dispensation that we are. It's a great opportunity that God has given unto us. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is there any other person that wants to talk? Okay. Aisha. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Um... Like you said, this is our norm. The Lord has been helping us in this community. But one thing, one of the um, my introduction, even into this flow of the Spirit, was when we're back at Jabi. I just came back from the north then, and we had a session. And there was a lady that came. You know, I was looking at Pastor Richard. That I said, Hey, if I go and make mistake, and the Lord did not say, I'm in trouble. So, and I kept, everybody had spoken, it was the first time that I came for the week, midweek meeting that time. Everybody had spoken, and the person in charge and uh, leading the team was like, Sister Aisha, I said, I don't know, I don't know, I just put that disclaimer first. <laughs> I don't know, but this is what I felt. So, after talking, and no, she, no there was no too much, yeah, 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 yeah. So after the meeting, she now ran to me. In fact, the way she ran, first of all, by, by, I almost slipped down the stairs where, about leaving after the meeting. She came and said, what you said? In fact, that is currently her situation. And I said, well, you know, God can be talking to you in various ways. You might have trust issues. Say, yes, I have trust issues. I just carried her. Pastor Fumi, please handle this one. <laughs> I'm I was shocked. As in, in, in my mind, I was like, is it that... There was like, um, um, maybe the Holy Spirit overrode on my, my um, thinking to analyze whatever I wanted to say. I just said, I didn't even think 
as he came, I just said it, and I didn't know what I was saying until, yes, that is the current, I just handed over, because fear cash me, honestly speaking. Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. You, we can see that there is a mixed feeling. You want to say something? I want to say something. Okay, please. Okay, quick one. Um, I think the, the most exciting time I've ever had, like when it comes to that, has been in this place, this um, location. And I think what Pastor Sharon that made me, you know, it made, it made the thing look so exciting. Like most times, they always talk about healing, 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 healing. Ah, ah. Is it that can do healing? I'm usually that can prophesy on someone that, okay, this one you hear that maybe the person's, um, maybe there is the person's backbone or something. So that actually got to me. And I noticed that most times when, in short, before I even give the word, there is nothing. Just like he said, just believe. There is nothing. So I, I remember there's this particular lady that I gave a word, and I don't know, as she was crying right there. Like, the thing actually touched, like, ah, uh, like, so, <laughs> like... <laughs> Like so, even me too can ah, me too can give one. Like, <laughs> like no, like this. Is, you, 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 you know, it's a different argument. I when you give somebody one and best, like okay, um, true, like you know, it happened. But for that person to be crying, ah, mm. he really touched. You know that this one is not you. This one is just God. You know, and that has actually um, as in uh, it has made me believe that these things they work. What we think that is just like is norm. Yeah, some places is actually a big deal. And somebody was telling me something recently, like I think they first day, that there is one lady in our former estate. Up to now, that lady still tells people around. This person, we don't we, we don't really talk, but he called me to tell me that a lady told him something. And I remember we were, we were at our former estate one day, and the lady came. She was from house to house. She was selling boxers. And the, what does drop to my spirit was like, I was like, does increase your faith, like your capacity, that's all. That was all, all I told her. She was like, she's scared of going to borrow money. Me, that no matter, I don't like to borrow money. I'm telling somebody to can borrow money. <laughs> and that's what came to my mind that day. And since that time, since that period, as in she now has like a very big shop where she sells. So anytime she sees somebody, maybe I say, ah, this one, is, ah, that you know, that you know, it was the person that told me to go. <laughs> so the person called me just to tell me what. She told him. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. Brafala, you want to say something? Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Just like my wife said, that when we joined the church, it was new. So like, uh, what was happening here, we were, not, we were not into it before. And where we were, you know, it was strange. We... Uh, Somebody will pray with you, and somebody will be giving you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. Quite strange. But when we join, thank God for the teaching and the exposure and the grace that is inherent in this house. So with training, what uh, looks strange to us, we, we now be, we became a beneficiary. Mm. We started also giving it out, giving a word of wisdom, and a lot of people will attest to it that yes, we are on point. But we know that it was through the grace of God and the teaching. And I think that was what is lacking in, in a lot of churches, that there's, the teaching is not there. The exposure wasn't there. So for us, we learned and uh, we were being led by God to step into that flow. And we're able to do it effortlessly now by, with the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we see the... Okay, you want sure, to say yeah, something? I want to add something that, um, just like you said now, that it's for... To me, it's actually a privilege, the fact yeah. that... Because not... I know there are some pastors that intentionally they don't teach their people this because they feel, you know, I know. So it's just like, it's just like somebody... It's just like you're seeing a raw gift. Now everybody has this gift in, inside us. It's just for us now say, okay... We, we need that teaching to actually make this. Not, because if a pastor is doing that out of like 10,000, like his work, that's why we have PhDI. So, but I, Trumata, I've seen denominations that they intentionally talk about or preach about prosperity or any other thing. But when it comes to the prophetic, that teaching is actually a no-no. But it, maybe it's once in a while they now bring other guests to now start coming maybe to lay hands and you are like, ah, ah, this is magic. 
But it's just like if you sent me like I, I went to a program. You know when they were laying hands, when they were laying hands. And it was like, see me too, I should go. Maybe the, person, the people they were laying hands, I should lay my hand and say, okay, let me give you what. You think so later I can do this? <laughs> do you understand? But it's, it's actually a privilege that we actually have this. And the, 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 the leadership actually made this open. And it's not, as if they just, it's not as if they made it open, like maybe to just um, the leaders. Everybody, as far as your heart is there and you're willing to learn. Amen. Okay, ma. Just one unpaid announcements. Okay. <laughs> that experience that we have shared this morning now, several people have shared. School of the Holy Spirit is coming up this Saturday. So I just wanted to mention it that we still do this. We still, you know. Um, make these teachings and trainings available. So this Saturday will be here by four. I think most of you must have seen the um, announcement, right? Sister Aisha shared it. So please um, ready your mind and be here come Saturday. Okay. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Ma, for that reminder. Sir, okay, you have something? Okay, sir. Okay, just I pray we'll finish today. It is well. <laughs> Amen. It is well. Amen. <laughs> so I uh, just wanted to uh, say a few things about what said so far and the truth is um each time you have that experience that is you have that opportunity let yeah. me put it that way it's a privilege that like we have said and it's also a time to be be be, be wowed at the awesomeness of god uh. right because when you give a word it is not as though you know the person or you premeditated what to say or rather as you believe and as you open your mouth to speak the words just coming, right? Yeah. And some, of course, thoughts would have even come to you by just looking at the person during the meeting. And then an opportunity comes to give a word. And somehow God expresses that the person comes to you. And then you share that word. And the person is, wow. So I've had an opportunity. Let me just say this. Um, you know, you give words to people, right? But then when you give a word to a pastor, <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are now wondering, you are now wondering, ah, Am I? I mean, this person is a pastor. You know, he has a church. That is. <laughs> so, in one 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 encounter with a, uh, a minister of God, because he has a is a young man. Of course, he has a church that he's pastoring, and of course, God dropped something in my heart to tell him. And while we were speaking, it had to do with doctrinal issues. I mean, when you when you meet p- p- people and you're like, ah, this person, I've not heard him preach. But the people he moves around with, you know, they are sound and all of that. But then you now realize that this person, I mean, God is giving you a word concerning doctrinal issues. You are like, does it relate? <laughs> you don't, I mean, you don't want to share and then you know it's God that is giving you the word to share. And then you share the person and said, truthfully, truthfully, this matter, I have an issue with it. I'm still trying. And you're like, God, wow. So it, it helps us to and in all of this, one thing is this. We are spirit beings. And uh, the father of all spirit is our father. Right? And it's a spirit-to-spirit communication. It's a spirit-to-spirit connection. And like we say, the language of the spirit is knowing. Knowing. All of a sudden, I mean, when we, we've said this before, when we have a dream, in the dream, you might not even know the person. You have not seen the person before. But you know who the person is in that dream. Because it's a spirit environment. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, of course, we've had teachings on all of this, and we will still have teachings on this. So we can grow and become stronger and stronger in the uh, experiences. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That is, we, we can actually see the, the kind of opportunity that we have. You know, when Jesus was saying that greater works than this you are going to do, I don't know if you read our scriptures and you felt, ah, like this big, but, you know, when he said greater works than this you are going to do, he didn't just leave it there. He empowered us. And that was when the Holy Spirit came. He said, don't leave. Don't even try to carry out this assignment until you have actually been endued with power from on high. And that is the Holy Spirit. If you have given your life to Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. You have so much power at your disposal. But the truth is that a lot of us, we don't even realize what we carry. We don't even have an idea of the, the kind of things that we have access to. For me personally, when I give a word to somebody and it's accurate, it kind of pushes me back to actually sit down and take stock of my work with God. Like, if I can do this, 
why is it not like a regular occurrence even in my own private issues my private uh, things do you understand what i'm saying like every single day why can't i be experienced for me that's always the feeling i have like i i really want to do more of this not just for people but even for everyday living like let it be not just for phd i rather let it be a an everyday experience do you understand what i'm saying because what i've experienced is that when we're doing phdi or when you ask to pray for somebody you are always quiet you're very intentional about it very very intentional you're quiet you want to hear you want to listen can i challenge us this week that can you spend more time doing that in your everyday life you know there's so much noise in our world now so much distraction plenty things to just catch your attention now there is threads <laughs> everybody is threading and all of that you understand but can we just intentionally this week intentionally seek god and be eager to listen father what do you have to say to me even from today lord what are you saying about this week what should i pay attention to imagine the kind of results that we're going to be having if this now becomes our lifestyle our regular you know you do this on a regular basis every day you are in tune with the father you are intentional about i want to hear what the father is saying you understand and you apply it to your everyday life another thing i've learned from those sessions is that don't ever be afraid to make a mistake don't be scared of making a mistake because it's not actually your reputation. It's God's reputation. Except you want to brag that it's me. But it's not you. So don't ever be in that place where you are... I, I, I'm coming. Somebody's raising hand. Don't be in that place where you are scared. Like, what if I'm wrong? You can be wrong. God has got you. As long as you know that, okay, I'm intentionally listening to God... I'm trying to know the will of God sees your heart and you, you've been intentionally listening. Go after those things that you feel the Lord is laying in your heart. Even though you feel, am I, is it me? Because I always have that, I'm like, is it me or is it the Holy Spirit? <laughs> am I the one talking or is it the Holy Spirit that is talking with me? You know, check those things with the word of God and all of them. In places that you need counsel, if there are major decisions, take counsel from the leaders that God has placed over your life. But this week, I want to encourage us to intentionally take out time to listen to God for our lives, for people around us. Pray for your neighbor and say, God, tell me something about it. Give me an encouraging word for my neighbor. Give me an encouraging word for my colleague. That might just be the saving grace that that person has been asking for. It might just be that instruction that that person has been praying to God, fasting and praying. And you just pray for the person and God will just drop that word in your heart and you are able to actually use it to encourage that person also i want to say that if you give somebody a word or you felt that god led you to do something and it didn't work out it doesn't mean that it was wrong because if we look at these prophets now most of them prophesied and those things did not happen in their lifetime and it did not Reduce the fact that they were God's prophets. You know, in our age and time, somebody gives a prophecy and it didn't come to us. Uh, uh, it's like the message is not correct. It's not, a, it's not a genuine prophet. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's the age we're in. Everybody wants to, you say it, okay, let's see it. But scripture says, bless that day that believing without sin, you still believe. You feel God has led you to do something. It's not looking like, maybe God sent you to Abuja, and you came to Abuja, it's not looking, everything is not looking rosy. You know, everything is not aligning like that. It, it doesn't mean that God has not sent you. God gave you an instruction, and it's like, the things are not aligned. This prophet gave words. God spoke to them, but they didn't see it. We're, look, we're studying them now that Joel gave the prophecy about this our age and time that we're experiencing but it was not there when the thing came to pass but you know if it's our age you say oh they gave a prophecy that somebody will enter the person did not enter <laughs> do you understand what i'm saying let's have uh my brother he has a question 
or you, a contribution? I don't know. Um, actually, for me, it's not. Uh, I, I will not say I've been giving people words. Actually, to be honest, but um, there were words that I was told like 2019 when we we're at Africa. Okay. So the thing has been occurring so many as in I'm buying something from a shop, the person tells me. You're buying food from a vendor, they tell you the same thing. Well, as in I meet, told you. I meet random people. Even if there's a lunatic in my area, even <laughs> yesterday, every day he sees me, he'll keep telling me. I, so, I, I don't know. Yesterday he saw me, he was like, your mom was the PDP women leader. She was deposed. But she's coming back again. You know, all this. I'm like, ah. you're at the construction site. The food vendor comes and they're like, you shouldn't be here. This one. I'm like, ah. So it happens all the time. Mm. Even people that you know that ah, this one, hmm, they are foul. They will still tell you the same thing. As in, it's not like they are pastors or they I, are doing evangelism. Even understand. people doing evangelism, mm. they meet me at the shop. Is this? So everywhere I, I go, it's like I'm hearing it. So I, I don't know. The, the word is just... <laughs> So I texted Pastor Sean yesterday evening. He can attest to that. As in, uh, even random people. So sometimes they think they, they fear me. <laughs> so I'm like... Okay, uh, what I want to say to that is you need to understand that God actually loves you and he wants you to get that message. And anybody that yields to God to pass that message to you, he uses that avenue. Okay. <laughs> because we have left our manual now but it's interesting I want to just say to you if you've been having recurring dreams this is what happens it's that you've not gotten the message mm. you, you, you haven't owned that thing that God is saying to you that is why God will keep saying it once you have accepted what God is saying mm. you will see that it will stop People, of course it's good that people are telling you so that in the multitude of um, you know <laughs> when it's being said again and again yeah. you, but it is because you have not accepted it and that's why we have recurrent dreams at times people will tell you it's the same dream i've been having is because you haven't understood it mm. once you get the message in that dream you will see that it stops coming you will get the message and then you do what you are supposed to do or you just you know receive the knowing or the knowledge that god wants you to have um, 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 once the work is done it stops Amen. So it's that you need to sit down with that word that God has given you and say, okay, God, I believe you. Mm. You know, if you believe God, you won't. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. Let's run. Let's go back to our manual. <laughs> okay, number five says, Amos would have loved to have been present in meeting in Acts 15, where James quoted his prophecy concerning a rebuilding of the tabernacle of David and the coming in of the Gentiles. So that blank there is coming in of the Gentiles. Six says, Jonah would have loved to witness the three days and three nights culminating in Christ's resurrection. So that blank is resurrection. C says, the New Testament apostles continually interpreted the events taking place in the New Testament church through the prophecies of the Old Testament. So that blank is interpreted the events. Interpreted the events. So some of those events, one says uh, the choosing of Judas replacement in Acts one twenty. You can read Acts one twenty. Choosing of we can get home and uh, go through some of these scriptures. Uh, we we don't have so much time again. The outpouring of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, Acts two seventeen to twenty one, and also Joel two twenty eight to thirty two. The coming in of the Gentiles into the kingdom of God. Acts thirteen forty seven, Amos nine eleven to twelve. The coming in of the Gentiles into the kingdom of God. The rejection of the kingdom message by national Israel. Act twenty eight, twenty six to twenty nine. Number five, 
the cutting away of the natural branches and the grafting in of the wild olive branches. That's our scripture there. It's not, uh, it's not accurate. It's Romans 11, 13 to 25. Romans, so you can note it. Romans 11. Okay. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm always missing this. It's Romans, uh, Romans chapter 9 to chapter 11. In that, uh, what's it called? In, that, in those, those three chapters, we actually have this, the cutting away of the natural branches and the grafting in of the wild olives. But for specificity, you can also note Romans 11, 13 to 25. Romans 11, 13 to 25. So the third line of evidence that we have, the types and shadows of the Old Testament points to the New Testament church. A says, the New Testament writers, so many of the occurrences in the Old Testament has been prophetic of what would come to us in the church. One, they were not types to the people of the Old Testament. They were realities. They were not types to the people of the Old Testament. They were realities. Two says, the New Testament continually uses Old Testament pictures, types, and symbols to illustrate the revelation of the church. So that blank is revelation of the church. The New Testament continually uses Old Testament pictures, types, and symbols to illustrate the revelation of the church. So we can see that you can't say, oh, I'm dwelling only on New Testament. I don't have any business. It's, grace. it's time of grace. <laughs> I don't have any business. That's not possible. Because most of the things that we have in New Testament, we actually reference some of those things in the Old Testament. So the scripture is uh, together. It's not Old Testament and New Testament. Me, I'm focusing on the Old Testament. Too. I'm focusing on New Testament. You actually have to focus on both. Uh, B says, the book of Hebrews cannot be understood without a good knowledge of the Old Testament sacrifices the priesthood, and the service of the tabernacle. So we can see that it is important. If you have not been uh, reading so much of the Old Testament, we should uh, go back and actually study so that we can actually have a full, a comprehensive knowledge of... Okay, sir, you have a contribution. Okay, please give him the mic. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I actually see a lot of learning here and also a lot of reflection. Mm. Because it says that the New Testament apostle yeah. continually interpreted the events. So, and they, they were interpreting the events that was written in the Old Testament and then they are in the New Testament interpreting what was written there. So, the learning here or maybe the reflection is why is it that the people of the Old Testament did not interpret those things that they have said or maybe that was available to them? So I'm becoming so much worried in the sense that in our current dispensation that we have all those things written concerning us and even concerning the future, that if we do not have that in-depth understanding being guided by the Holy Spirit to understand and interpret. My fear is that let us not get to another level where we will just go with emptiness and blankness without having those things interpreted that we will use it and, and work uh, with it. Because in those testaments, when Jesus Christ appeared, he truly battled those understanding that they have. Because it was based on something that actually needs to be fed away. And we don't want at this point to hold on to some realities and click onto it as if that is so. While we did not go deeper or ascend on high to really understand the mind of God concerning those things that are secret mysteries that it's meant for us available to live with that a mandate that God has given unto us and authority that God has given unto us 
for the purpose of fulfilling the grand agenda of God. So mm. that's why I say there's a lot of learning locked in here that really requires a lot of reflection and submission. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, sir. Okay, I just wanted to uh, say to that 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 is why we always encourage to go back and study more. There's that place, you know, there's that place of uh, the pastor teaching you something, telling you something. Most times, in fact, all of the time, it's just an opening. You are opened up to those things. You're supposed to go back and actually do better study. That's why we also encourage, listen to the message. You might think, oh, I've heard it. Listen again. You know, there are secondary illuminations. You're listening to a message, something, something that didn't dawn on you in the service. You know, the Holy Spirit is speaking, is highlighting things. That is why we don't say, oh, I've given my life to Christ. I'm a child of God. You now start sleeping. You read your Bible, you pray every day, you listen to the Holy Spirit, you have a walk. It's a daily, as in fact, not per second, per second walk. Like, intentional walk. Pastor Shionsa. Uh, just a response or reaction to one of the things he said. Um, people interpreting, being able to interpret what God is saying or doing. If you read through Daniel, in fact, if you read through the scriptures, there are instances where you see God revealing things and he will tell them, seal it up. I think twice mm -hmm. he did that with Daniel. And I've come to realize that if God doesn't give you understanding, you can't force it. Mm. So... That's one thing we also come to know, the sovereignty of God over certain matters. Said, you know, the sacred things belong to the Lord, but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children that we may do them. So there are instances where God reveals things. And he says, even prophet, you have a dream, you have a word for somebody, and he might say, don't share it. Or you share it, they ask you, what does this mean? You say, I don't know. That's just, <laughs> you know, it's funny. So it's not all the time that will be able to say, this is that. Mm -hmm. But when the fullness of time comes, like for Pentecost, it was the fullness of time. Because the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost was what? Fully come. Pentecost has been coming, because mm -hmm. Pentecost is just a ceremony. 50 days after Passover. But Bible phrase, now say, when it has fully, meaning all the things that have been happening, this is the fullness of it. Then the Holy Spirit came. That was when Peter was now able to say, this is that. So it's not the fault of the people in the Old Testament. In mm -hmm. fact, Daniel, he will have, Lord, what does this mean? He says, seal it up. It is for the time of the end. But when times come, but like you rightly said, we need to work with God. Be sensitive. Lord, is this the time for this? Or what are you saying? Pay attention. But even when we've prayed, we've fasted, we've waited and meditated, and still there's no answer. We just say, Lord, we trust you. But we know in the fullness of time, you will make it known. But his point is valid. Let's not lose sight. Let's not fall into uh, some form of apostasy where we are not aware or we don't want to interpret what God is saying. The danger in these days and time, things happen. Most New Testament, in quotes, I'm using the word, those who don't pay attention to the patterns and principles in the Old Testament, New Testament believers, they just say, let's just go on. By the Spirit, we'll get it. Most times, they don't get into the fullness of it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, you want to say that? Amen. Just Amen. Just to what uh, Pastor Sheila said, and uh, also to bring a point up. The truth is, um, all of this is not an end. It's mm -hmm. a means to an end, right? The revelations that Jesus uh, has come to give, the Holy Spirit opens it up to us through the Word, and even the words that we receive, Right, the uh, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and so on, and then we share. It is not the end. So for us, it is really not to say, okay, when we receive a word and we have shared it, oh yes, yeah, fine. Those experiences are lovely, and they are also uh, a testament to the fact that God is meeting the earth. Right? Uh, yeah. God is uh, permeating through you to the uh, earth around you. Bible says in Habakkuk chapter two, verse fourteen. Right, that the knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth just as the waters cover the sea. And that is, or these are the various means that he is doing that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the goal is he wants to have that dominion through us on the earth, whereby the knowledge of him is everywhere. And people come to realize that he is God. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, and that's why what Brother Jeffrey was saying that let's not get to a point where uh, or even for some people it's happening that they are taking these things with levity or for, lightly, lightly rather. And that's why in the book of um, Hebrews chapter 4, let me just quickly read a verse there. The Bible says here that for this good news that he's talking about uh, uh, the salvation and God's people coming into rest, that, that God, this, for this good news that God has prepared uh, this rest has been announced to us just as it was announced to them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But it did not do good, or rather, it did not do them, it did them no good, rather, because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. Right? For only we who believe can enter his rest. Praise the Lord. And so Hallelujah. on and so forth. So the, the, the goal here is there is a rest that God has declared. Hmm. And all of these experiences are taking us to that rest. And as many that have received and believed and are walking in the reality. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. So on a final note, I want us to take our time and pray now. For people, just one person in your life that you know that this person actually needs to come to the knowledge of Christ. You know, we've shared a lot in this lesson about the privileges, the opportunities that we have in Christ, the new creation realities. But there are lots of people that have not come into this. And it is the desire of our Father that people will come. Just like Pastor Rosemary just shared now that God wants to have dominion on earth. And the only way that will come is by people actually coming into contact with Jesus. And there's no way they can come into contact with Jesus if they have not met you. Because Jesus has ascended. He's now meeting them through each and every one of us. Like I said earlier, that this is our classwork. The Lord has actually given us the example. It is now time to do classwork, which is what we're doing every single day. So I want us to bow our heads. And just pray. Mention the name of that person. Talk to the Lord about that person. That the Lord will open the eyes of the person. That every skill will fall off their eyes in the name of Jesus. That the Lord will cause them even to come to the saving grace of our Lord Jesus in the name of Jesus. And as we go about our everyday life, the Lord will help us that people will see Jesus through us. A lot of people want to see Jesus Say, Lord, help me to represent you well. That when people meet me, they have met Jesus. That when they come, that we will see Jesus. They want, they need healing. They need love. They need the touch of God. When they see us, will be those extensions even of the hand of the Lord to those people in our everyday life. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.